so we watched the blob last night and yeah. I was looking at the IMDb page and when he got hired for it, Steve McQueen was offered to either take 10% of the gross or $2,500 in like 1958 money to be, to, I mean, that's a lot uh, of money then, yeah. but still you take yeah. the percent. It's not even of the net, like of the of gross. gross. Yeah. You yeah. don't yeah. need many people to make that much money back. But the so, punchline being... Punchline being is the movie made $4 million. And he oh. took 2500 And he took 2500 Yeah, he, he made the, the wrong yeah. choice. Wrong call, We would have a, We would have had a lot fewer Steve McQueen movies. <laughs> <if he hadn't laughs> taken. Yeah, that's good. He stayed hungry. Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance, make-believe money. Hey, welcome to Make Believe Money. <laughs> I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan. I'm, can we use I'm Bored of Being Alive as Absolutely. the intro? <laughs> that's a good one. I was going to say, there's seven minutes of cold open yeah, there, that's fair. and we're going to use the three last seconds of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. That Steve McQueen story is pretty good. That is good. Uh, Dan, what are we talking about today? He's the idiot who doesn't understand percentages. Correct. <laughs> you can tell the story again now, and then we don't have to put it in. <laughs> yeah, we'll have no. it in three times. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about The Parent Trap. A Parent Trap. Yes, specifically the more recent one, which I should have looked up the date, but not the one from 68. I the think it's like 92? 2000 something? No. 92? No. Really? Dennis Quaid yeah. was not that popular in 2000, was he? He, he wasn't the draw. Well, Damn. yeah. We were watching something was, and was when he was getting like the rookie and ninety eight. Split the difference. Okay. Split the difference. Okay. okay. We were both a the little bit. You were the 1990s. Thank you. I will I will hundred percent give you that. Yeah, so by price's right <laughs> rules, I yeah, win. You win. <laughs> um specifically, we are going to talk so I was originally the idea was like, how much is Dennis Quaid's character worth? And then that was boring when I did the research. So I changed <laughs> it up. Uh, oh, boring. He's worth this amount of money. I mean, that's really what it was. Is I, I like found a good proxy. I'm like probably around this. Well, that's not very fun. <laughs> so I decided to instead do who's paying whom child support and oh. how much oh, okay. when you split two children down you the each middle. Keep one. Yes, you cut them off at <laughs> yeah. the waist, and one has two waists and one has two top. Hats. King, what's his face rules? Uh, Solomon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The wisdom of Solomon. I'm like, I'm cool with half a baby. Like, you are not the mother. Yeah, can we talk about, hold on, backing up on that story, it's like, oh, well, she's clearly the mother. She cares more. That other woman's a the, psychopath. Yeah, I was about to say, jail that other woman. The other woman's like, yeah, I'm fine with it being cut, a baby cutting baby. in half. Like, if it was my baby, I'd still be like, no, no, just don't cut a baby in half. Anyone's baby in half. Yeah. Yeah, even if it wasn't my yeah, baby. Yeah, if it's not I'd my baby, like, I'm like, no, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. why don't we cut it in half? No, no. <laughs> That's a bad idea. To be fair, like, the people who were. Uh, like editing all of this, uh, they were the drinking Bible. water straight out of lead pipes. So <laughs> like, yeah, that's sure. fair. They're like, yeah, this story holds up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw a baby right. cut in half yesterday. You see how women are. <laughs> yeah, they're hysterical. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what we got for you: is the parent trap and the uh, the and who's the paying child support. support. Well, this is very interesting. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk plot real quick. Sure. Uh, who wants to? Do you I'll know do the it. plot? I was I'll about to say. Maybe so, we should start rating. <laughs> this was a this was a beloved childhood film of mine, and then I watched the Haley Mills '60s version and was like, "Oh, this is this is not a good movie." Um, because she got little like bulb hair. Mm. It's like a looks like a football helmet made out of yellow curls. I don't know, whatever. Um, Lindsay Lohan, on the other hand, 
was cool. And uh, so it's about don't these, drugs, two, these yeah. two girls. Yeah. yeah, she was cool. <laughs> don't, don't do drugs. Don't do Take drugs. it from us. Liz says that crack cocaine is cool. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what Liz just said, apparently. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Gotta go get a fake money, service fake advice. <laughs> fake yeah. advice. Um, so Lindsay Lohan uh, goes to camp, summer camp. And yep. she's a little, there's two Lindsay Lohans. One of them is a little girl from California. And one of them is a little girl from London. That's right. too many qualifiers. Yeah. What, two? <laughs> like, one Lindsay Lohan is a little, is a little girl. <laughs> and the other Lindsay Lohan is it's a, a NASCAR driver. <laughs> 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 well, you know, one of them's got long hair and one of them's got short hair. And they go to camp together, and they they like spend the whole camp being like, "It's weird that you look just like me, right? Isn't that crazy? Like, what a weird world. There must be just a limited amount of faces in the world." And then they it's like find, a video game where there's like eight different settings, right? and God's like, "Well, I've used them all, so I guess I'm I'll redo one." Back around to Final Pam. Um, but these two Lindsay Lohan's, Annie uh, and Haley. Annie and Haley. I don't remember which one goes with which. Annie is the British one. Haley is the American, American one. one. All right, I'm into it. Pretty sure. Uh, uh, they have, yes. they go through their stuff, and they find a picture that they both have that's been split down the middle in a way that can't be replicated by anything else, and they put it together, and it's their parents smooching. On their wedding day. On their wedding day. Which, by the way, weird... Are they smooching or are they just smiling? They're like looking at each other. Okay, that makes it better. I was so like, like, weird picture to like mouth. split it down the middle and be like, here's a picture of me half kissing someone. Here's a picture of my father and some woman's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just looking at each other real sweet or whatever. Right, and they're like, nice. our parents were married. Um, my friend had a really good idea for a sketch once that was just like, uh, they go to do the parent trap thing and the pictures fit together, but they're two different pictures. And they're like, oh, oh well. Yeah, <laughs> I guess there's really only one way to tear a picture in half. <laughs> Um, but then they decide, wouldn't it be crazy since our parents have raised us as like these monster kids who don't know each other, even though we're twin sisters, I'm going to cut your hair and you're going to pierce my ears and we're going to swap and go home with the other parents. You practice your American accent. You practice your British accent. And they swap entirely to try and get their parents who have been separated for nigh on these 12 years. Well, I think originally the idea is just to get to know the other parent. And then eventually they decide, oh, now we'll get them back together. Because the dad. He must be with Natasha Richardson. He's in, yeah, he's in like a gold digger relationship. And they're like, we have to get him out of this and back with this woman who's always secretly loved him. Oh, yeah. With Charlize Theron or Missy Pyle? Uh, I get them confused. Elaine Hendricks. Oh, never mind. Third so, woman. Yeah. <laughs> Can we back up for one second? Yeah. One of those kids got a raw deal because getting your hair cut by a 12-year-old is a lot more digestible than getting your, your ears pierced by a 12-year-old. Well, they use a potato and a hot needle. It's rough. Yeah. It apple. was like apple. You're right. Because yeah. where are you going to mm. get a potato in a camp? <laughs> Oh, I mean, they have potatoes too. But like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the incredulous thing. <laughs> they serve <laughs> apples here. Look, sir, could I have mashed potatoes? How dare you? I gotta you say, know we're a potato-free camp. This was the movie that launched a thousand trips to Claire's for like children all over that the world. That is fair. So like, we debated as friends. We were like, we could get we could get an apple and just do this shit. So they arrange. Here's what my biggest problem with this movie was. Not they arrange to not yeah, not potato. potatoes they are out of the range to like get them together. I can't remember if like the mom has a conference and they convince the guy to go, or somehow they get him in the same hotel. They're like, uh, yeah, maybe it's about like these two girls who are friends from camp want to like hang out or something. I thought it was something more specific than that because like why would his? 
I don't know. The point really, is they what get they should have the... done is just like stood at the gate of the camp and crossed their arms and went, the jig is up, parents. Yeah, what in the fuck happened here? What is here? this shit? <laughs> well, that's what bothers me, though, is because they eventually get them. The parents are like, all right, this is ridiculous. We got to take each of you home. Like, they figure out that they have switched places. They're like, we got to get you home. And then they try to, like, distinguish them. And the girls are like, we're not going to tell you until you agree to go on, like, a family vacation with we're all of us. We're just going to spin around in a circle and you're going to try and guess. Are you telling me in 12 years neither of them got any distinguishing mark? Right. How precious were these children treated that they don't have a single scar by 12 years old? Because I sure as hell did. Well, Dennis Quaid runs a vineyard in Napa Valley, right? And yes. then Natasha Richardson is, like, a famous fashion designer. Right. So... In theory, Very these children kids. could have been like nestled in like a soft fabric for the entirety of their lives. Yeah. They're also very pale, so they probably never went outside. Yeah, but I'm like, you don't have a distinct like, I, I don't know. I like, right? I can't imagine in 12 years nothing that has happened to you. Like, one didn't have, one's already had braces and one hasn't, or one like. There's got to be some sort of distinguishing feature between 12-year-old children. You understand this is the conceit of the entire movie, right? I know. <laughs> I realize. I realize that, like, without this, say, it all breaks down. They are played down, by but... one girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, no, that is a all good right, point. Fair point. If this, like, if you I'm were trying saying, to parent trap met... your parents for real and you were twin separated at birth, I've like... met identical twins, and I've never not been able, like, once you, you know tell. them, like, maybe not immediately, but once you know them, you can tell the difference. One of like, them's always the wonky one. Yeah. You know? One of them's evil. Yes. Like, always. I think one was, of them has the mark of Satan. I think it was one of them Annie got the extra in the movie minutes. who had the goatee, <laughs> signifying yeah, her yeah, as the evil did. twin. She was the darkest timeline, Annie. Anywho. Uh, so they, they win in the end, their parents get back together, which is a bad message to send to children of divorce. Uh, (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah, basically, yeah, they get Dennis, they go on a family vacation, get Dennis Quaid to realize that this woman he's with is just a nightmare. They get him back on the boat that they got married on the QE2. Yes, but I think that's before. I think the thing that breaks, like the straw that breaks the camel's back is they take them on like a camping trip yes. and they don't take Natasha Richardson. They take his gold digger and him and his gold digger is just like the piss the whole way. I'm wearing heels. And then he comes back and he's like, I don't not with her anymore. And then I left her in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an unsolved mystery. <laughs> and then what happens? She fell off her horse and had oh, a yeah. and gunshot then... wound in the back of the head. <laughs> That horse was <laughs> no, really upset. What a murderous horse. I had to kill him, too, with his own gun. That's why my fingerprints are on the gun. away from him. <laughs> the horse murdered her. I just chopped up her body and threw it threw in the river. Threw it in the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, the world's anyway. dark. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then Natasha Richardson goes back to London, and he's waiting there for her, somehow defying, I guess, how airplanes work. But you know what? Well, it was pre-9-11. The Concorde was still a thing. so Yeah, maybe he has a private jet. Doesn't matter. The point is, they <laughs> they get fall back together. Back in love. They smooch, and, and then, then there's they a dis- lot of unresolved questions You're about like, where they're living and who's yeah. getting ripped away from their career slash life. Yeah, that's probably part of the reason they didn't work out in the first place, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I just I like the idea of like Parent Trap three years later, where she is like super. Uh, like bitter that he ruined her career, or vice versa. Vice versa. Like, and one they're of the like way. going through divorce again. Yeah. <laughs> and their kids are like, "But no, we're gonna sing another song." Yeah. They've had another set of twins. They're like, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> what are we doing here?" Oh, you got a face on you. What you thinking? I'm just very troubled by the idea <laughs> of like 
a set of parents being okay with the fact that like I have just being like I have two children We're but they're identically they're identical so I'm okay with cutting one of them completely out of my life. Yeah, I don't even have to like, think about well, one of them. Well, not only cutting them entirely out of my life cuz that's dark. Also, you have a sibling. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've made a choice for them that is totally, like, you could make the choice, I'm going to cut somebody out of my life. That's oh, shitty of you as a parent. That level of parental abuse also is like... Yeah, but you... Rough. Yeah, what I should have done is who's paying child support to the state where they now live happily? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bad choice because it does, like, operate under the assumption that, like, well, they're twins, so they're exactly the same. And uh, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I only it's need my to raise dad's one theory of these of kids. Aquariums. Once you've seen a fish, you've seen a fish. This is why we shouldn't remake any movie that came out before like 1981. Like, Unless you're going to like really overhaul it. Yeah. yeah. It's troubling. Like you take a long, hard look at that script before you're like, yes, just run this through again. Yeah. I got to say, Freaky Friday works better as an updated concept, but only if you stick to like the kid side of things. It gets dark real quick if you think about it from like the adult side of things. And how that person's supposed to have a functioning relationship with another adult. Mm. Right? Mm. It's gross. Yeah. Mm. yeah okay. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm picking up what that you're That was like now. a whole SNL sketch recently. It was like a TV show. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, child support. Let's talk about that. Oh, wait. Okay. Ratings. Oh, yeah. Ratings. Uh, I don't want to go first. Okay. But I will if I have to. You almost did. I did. I did. And then I was like, didn't I say I never wanted to go first? I'm going to lean back into that. I'll go first. You're raising your hand like a polite little man. I just want to make sure I'm heard. Aw. Oh, that speaks more to you and me, Liz, than to Damon. Wow. No, I just don't like crosstalk. No, I want to go ahead and dive in at like a two. Really? Yeah, just because like I watched this movie in 1998. And not since I know that there's two of them. Uh, I only, only give myself a two because I only give myself a two because I watched a lot of other um, films in this genre of like the zany hijinks of a wealthy person's child. Oh yeah, like that does um, help. Yeah, so like I know I know what this you movie does. Um, I just don't remember the exact like plot points aside from what Dan just. You and Dan just re-explained to me. Thank you for including me in that. Yeah, yeah I kind of took over. That's my apologies. No, no, yeah. no. We, to be we fair, Dan together. had the IMDb page open. I so. did, so <laughs> oh, I have I I a little yeah. bit of a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan? Oh, this one's hard for me because I didn't watch the 60, whatever, the movies from the 60s, yeah. and I didn't read, it's actually based on a book, which oh, I also have not read. That sounds like a trap. Tra- um, yeah, parent trap. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I watched the movie a fair amount when I was young because my sister really liked it. And so, like, we as kids had to do a lot of, like, we'll watch my movie, then we'll watch her movie, then we'll watch my movie. And this was one that she watched a lot. So I'm going to say, like, a five. Okay. I know yeah. this actual, the 1998 movie, pretty well. Yeah. But I don't really know anything else around it, and I haven't watched it in since I last lived with my sister, and my sister was of watching it age. So sure. 15 years Ballpark. Okay, okay. Mm, I'm gonna give myself a seven because this was target audience for Liz here. You know, like mm-hmm. I was the right age for this movie. I watched it a ton of times. I uh, wanted to be Lindsay Lohan in the past. The present, I think I've got the better end of the deal now. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped off the train around 
Yeah. Mean Girls time. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, pulled the sliding doors and I'm the short haired Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's got the better life. Um, that's a deep cut. Uh, that I did not understand, <laughs> but I'm sure it was funny. I know that that's a movie. I, yeah. <laughs> there are people out there who laugh at that joke. <laughs> so. It's like me and my mom. That works. Um, that's our audience. So. That's our audience. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, I I liked this one a lot. I liked a lot of Disney original movies too. So like, I used to watch all this kind of shit. And uh, I think Seven's probably about where I sit. Cool. Yeah. How's right. how's child support work? Yeah, we can get into it. So let's talk about the two common ways child support is determined. Uh, and then I need to go on a little bit of a rant, Oh. Um, personal finance rant, Dude. and then we will circle back to child support. Are you supporting a child we didn't know about? Yeah. Whoa. Three. No, what? I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, now, if somebody wants to support me. I was going to say, if you're out there and you want to support us, yeah. we'll take it. We'll, we'll be your kids. So I admittedly really mostly looked at how the U.S. does it. I didn't look at how the U.K. does it, but I'm just using the U.S. system. I imagine somewhat similar. I don't know that for Probably a fact. Probably a U.S. court if that's where they were living. Yeah, that's when, true. Yeah. When that all happened. Yeah. So there's two ways. Uh, the biggest one in the majority of states is what's called the income shares model. Okay. Which is pretty simple. You add up what it costs to raise a child, um, and then you add up the two people's incomes, divide that by each individual to come out with a percentage. So to make this easier, if you had someone making like, well, I don't actually have the math in front of me, but let's say somebody was making 100000 and somebody else was making 50000 They would add it up, so it would be 150000 Okay. They would divide it by 50000 so that person would be in charge of supporting one-third, and they'd divide it by 100000 so the person making 100000 would be required to provide two-thirds, oh. and then they times that by whatever they feel it is appropriate cost to raise the child. So if it's $1,000 to raise a child, let's say a month, and this is just all, I have better numbers, but it's all hypothetical, the $50,000 person would have to provide 333 and the other person would provide 666 And reality, what would happen is, sorry, I cut off your the no. devil's number joke yeah. that I saw you were about to make. <laughs> that was fine. It's um, not a good joke. <laughs> and when, reality, what would happen is the person they, would li- they were living with would probably have a certain amount that that would be qualified. So if like, they were living with the $50,000 person, they probably wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't pay anything. They would probably assume that was in room and housing and board and all that. Yeah. But then they would get $666 from the other person. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So we have it under that method, which is the more popular one. The other one is there's a percentage of income model, which is less used, but it basically means 18% of the non-custodial parents' income, so the person they're not living with, 18% of their income just goes as child support. Doesn't matter what it costs to... Raise the child, doesn't matter what they make, just 18% of it goes. So simpler, yeah, arguably but, not as fair, right. yeah. but much simpler. Yeah, also um, maybe maybe very good, maybe not very yeah, good. Yeah, that's the thing. And if <laughs> they're making 10 grand, you might be screwed as a single parent. If they're making 50 million, like, whoo, Except good for you. For Although like, I would bet you there's some rules about anything they provide has to go to the child's benefit. So you would probably wind up like setting a can't. trust up for the child. And like, you could use it for some things, like, oh, we want to buy a bigger house. Like, Okay. Kind of for you the can child, make the argument. Kind right. of for you. But there's certain things you probably couldn't go buy yourself, like a Maserati, and be like, the kid wanted it. Like, eh, well, okay. Nice try. The kid wanted me to have the water pick. Why is that? 
I keep bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, third so it's time. the fourth time you brought that up in this week. It sounds you nice. Want a water I think I might. Uh-huh. All right. Put it on your registry. <laughs> <My> registry. <laughs> you got you got a big thing coming up. Okay, so now for a little bit of an explanation of how I got so all of this you'll notice re- relies on their income. Yeah. yeah. And as you might remember in the parent trap, even with a two, they didn't have an in-depth discussion of what they both made. Yeah. <laughs> and their financial situations. There wasn't a long talk about their auditing situation. <laughs> you, sure. You'd think that's what the kids are really clamoring for, but... I they... think it's in a deleted scene, but I couldn't quite find it on the internet, so... <laughs> Just like As Disney. With everything that we talk about, there is, on the cutting room floor somewhere, a complete financial breakdown of how the function of this movie works. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I needed to get their incomes because one's based on 18% of their income, one's based on like splitting their income. So I needed their incomes. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. So what I did was I know their professions. So I found common net worths of that profession. So the first thing we want to talk about is what the hell is net worth? Yeah. Um, so net worth, maybe people know, but it's different than your income. Your net worth is what you're worth. So if you have, you know, $40,000 in the bank, and 10 grand of student loan debt, your net worth is 30 grand because you have X amount of assets, you take away any debt you have, and then you know that's what you're left over with. And so that can include liquid stuff like cash, can include how much of you, you own of your house, what your car is worth. You're like, all that sort of stuff adds up. Some of that stuff starts to become pretty small, but that's your net worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason I did that is I found... And this is where I want to get on a soapbox for a minute. I found something <laughs> where they did an analysis of like what your net worth should be relative to your income at various ages. Okay. Is this from The Millionaire Next Door? Uh, it's not from The Millionaire Next Door. It's from okay. some other source. But I, I mean, just finished that, and this is why I brought it up. There's but, a couple of different... Yeah. I mean, you see this all the time as well. So this is actually... Where I, I had problems with their numbers in yes. Millionaire Next Door, personally. Yeah, but, oh? so that's the thing. Yeah. That's okay. where I want to get. I'm going to use this number because it's a decent approximation, whatever, fine. I hate these things. Especially, you see them a ton with retirement, where people go, by X age, you should have this many multiples of your salary. Like, by 35, you should have a year's salary oh, yeah. saved. Or by, like, yeah. by, and, like, the Fidelity just came out with one that caused this big uproar, where they were like, you know, by 20, you, blah, blah, blah. I hate this shit. <laughs> Um, it, I will say it does make my blood pressure rise every time I go to like check on my investment page and it's got a little car and a little sign way far away that's like, this is where you should be with the amount of money you should have by yeah. this age. Oh, that's so depressing. Mine's just a little sun that says you're doing okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But so here's what I would say. Low-key humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's my thing, why I hate these. One, remember who you're getting. So I should start with this. You should be saving for retirement. Yes. And you need to be kind of from day one. You should be looking at, this is a big number. We can talk in some other episode how to get there, but like 10 to 15% of your income long-term for retirement. So like don't, this is not me saying like, oh, the, the financial guy on the podcast said you don't have to save for retirement, so I'm not going to. You do need to do it. But remember, when they do these things, I hate them for a lot of reasons. <laughs> one, there's a conflict of interest, right? How does Fidelity make money? Oh, yeah. They charge a percentage of what you have invested with them. So if they scare you into investing more, they make more money. You're right. Mm-hmm. Now, most people don't save enough, so they're trying to say, scare you into being good and making money, which I'm okay with. But remember that they have an inherent conflict of interest. As noble as a conflict of interest can be, yes. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good conflict of interest, but still a conflict of interest. Yeah. Two, that's so individual. 
if you're a doctor who has no debt at 35, you're in great shape because you probably at some point had 150, 250, 350, a thousand dollars of debt. Yeah. If you've been making 400,000 your whole career and you didn't have any student loans and your net worth zero, you fucked it up super hard, right? Like, so it just <laughs> What like, are you doing with your life, Megan? Come home to us, Megan. Oh, I, I wish it was Megan making $400,000. I just like was picking a name out of a hat and Megan is the only it's one that came It's a pretty common name. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's very individualized. It also, you know, a lot of that depends on the market, especially for the retirement ones, right? If they like, yeah, maybe you should have that if the market's done 10% a year, but what if it just recently dropped 20% and like two years before it, maybe you had that goal, but you don't the second you see that sort of stat. And so then you feel like you're doing bad. They're just bad and they're imprecise and they're not very good. So like use those as motivation to try to save more for retirement don't use those as like, oh, that's what everybody else has, and I'm failing, and life sucks. Phew. Which is what people tend to do, and it, it just pisses me off when people come in and they're like, I'm terrible at all things in life, right? And I'm like, oh, you're doing fine. <laughs> Especially if you're young. Like, being off when you're 30, it's way easier to catch up from than being off when you're 60. Sure. Yeah. So, like, if you are young, also know that, like, you have plenty of time to, if you feel like you need to play catch up, you have plenty of time to do so. I feel better. Thank you. You're welcome. Because that thing is really depressing. Yeah. The little car is so far away from that little sign. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying that like you don't want it, but there's also other things like, you know, they also do the retirement. Sorry, I'm back up on my soapbox. But the other one with the retirement <laughs> ones, right? They're looking at retirement only. But again, net worth is not retirement. Right. So if you had an 8% interest student loan and you're, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 grand behind on where you should be for retirement, but you paid off your entirety of your eight grand student loan or 8% student loan. I mean, eight to 12% is what you're going to get in the market long term anyway. So, like, that's kind of a wash. Like, you did something good for you financially either way. Now, go hit retirement hard, go get caught up. But, like, Fidelity doesn't know that. Right. They're yeah. just like, hey, you're not there on retirement. It's like, you don't know shit all about me. Maybe I had a major medical issue. Maybe I had to support a family member. Maybe yeah. I had shit going on. I don't know. Yeah, Fidelity, get off my back. And I picked them because they recently made a kerfuffle, but like all of them do this. All of them yeah. put out. JP Morgan's put this out. I'm sure T Rose put this out. TIA's put this out. Vanguard, I think, has some of these studies. Like they're all going to do it. But circling back, because I'm going to use a like what your net, net worth should be relative to your income at a certain age, I'm doing it because it's the only way to get there does not mean I support this. Oh. I want to be clear. I want to put my objections out into the world before I wholeheartedly then go use it to back us into something. I it also, a good caveat. also doesn't account for your spending at all. No. Like, right. Don't you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank if you are going to burn through it all in five years. You right. Know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. You also have to get down to the budget. Yeah. If you like, hey, your parents passed away and your net worth is... 300,000 on an inheritance and that's going to be gone when you're 40 or hey your net worth is 10 grand but you've saved it all yourself and you've scraped it together and your income's going up and up and up over your career I know who I'd bet on to have more at the end of the race don't yeah so totally good point Damon anyway no real advice but save for retirement yeah do that thing <laughs> uh, and if you don't have X amount by and if you don't have it by the time you're 30 give up. you just get could There's cash no in, point friends. in being alive. <laughs> go to Dave and Buster's and go crazy and then go home. So anyway, all that being said, I estimated that they were about 45. So net worth by age should be 13 times your income. Okay. Now remember, this is net worth. So this includes, for a lot of people, value of home and like all that sort of stuff. That seems 
rather aggressive for some of, for what I'm familiar with looking at. Let's see, 50. Yeah, I mean, it is, but that's what it has. So 650,000 for a person who's making 50 grand a year. But remember, 45, hopefully you have a decent amount in your retirement savings. You might also own half of your home by then. Okay. okay. You might have a couple okay. of cars paid off. Like, I remember net worth is I feel like they, okay. I think they hit that for sure. I mean, no. yes, both of them in this movie are very wealthy. Oh, what wealthy. I may be looking at is probably like um, just like retirement. Yeah. If, you, the thing you, that I'm if you said that in retirement, I would I would yeah. go to Dave and Buster's and cash But like <laughs> net worth, including like, you know, property assets, things like that, that yeah. could make sense. And again, this might okay. still be a little bit on the aggressive side. I'm willing to concede that. I just pulled this off of something that was a reasonably well-written, like, article on the internet, but it's not the gospel by any means. But okay. remember, when you're talking net worth, you're talking down to the pair of shoes I own that I could sell for 400 bucks if I wanted to, although I don't own a pair of shoes like that. But you get the idea. Like, Desk it is literally does. everything you own <laughs> that is of positive value. Again, most people, when they're actually calculating it, don't go so deep down to be like, how many, what are the frames around your pictures worth? Could you sell them for six bucks each? But, you know, but like that technically part yeah. of your net worth. How much do you think our cat's worth? Negative $300. If it's 650000 I'm taking your cat. <laughs> I was going to say, I spent 15 bucks on like uh, jerky sticks that he didn't eat the other He's day. He's been so. slowly chewing his way through it. Yeah. It is for a dog, so yeah. Like he likes dog treats. We bought him a hoodie once he didn't wear. Yeah, that's like but fifteen. Bucks. That's still part of your net worth. You could resell it. <laughs> you could. I think I returned it. So yeah. that's so then now it's yeah. part of your net worth. It's cash <laughs> in the bank. Yeah. Uh, cats are money sinks. <laughs> Most pets are. Yes. Pets and kids. Pets and kids don't have either. I didn't say that. Don't have either. They're you pay for joy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Just like you pay to go to a movie. You pay for joy. <laughs> I gotta say, I know some like older childless adults. Like, seems like they pay. They can buy. Sweet. They can buy a lot of joy. Let me tell you. <laughs> They're the ones with jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have children. Summer homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's break down net worth. First, I did Dennis Quaid specifically because. Do you guys are you guys familiar with Mondavi wine? Robert yeah, Mondavi. Robert Mondavi. Yeah. My parents are probably, if they're listening to this, they're probably thinking of that like commercial that ran when we were like kids or earlier. They're like, Robert Mondavi wine. It's actually, Robert Mondavi's company is a very interesting company to go read up on if anybody cares about business stories because he like, re- he like basically built California wine from nothing Whoa. and was terrible. He was a great winemaker and a terrible businessman. Took it public. It crashed and burned due to family drama and then got sold for like pennies on the dollar to another brand. Oh, um, yeah, it was. It's a very interesting story. Wow, there's like a whole. If you have a subscription to the New York Times, which I don't, but if you want to share it with me, give it to me. There's a very <laughs> yeah. Long, email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com with your New York Times login. <laughs> yes, there's a very long and interesting article about. It's called the rise and fall of the Mondavi company or Robert Mondavi or something. It's really very interesting. That's I found so a stolen version somewhere that I read. Just kidding, New York Times. Ha ha, fell off money the for internet truck. Yeah, oh, yeah. fell off the back of the internet truck. I've always maintained the opinion that if a wine has a commercial, it's probably not a very good wine. Uh, well, that was part of the problem is he made some phenomenal, super high-class wines, and then when his family, like his sons took it over, they were like, actually, we want to make $8 bottle of wine, and it did not pan out super <laughs> like well. Like pink Kool-Aid. Mm. Yeah. Is he pink Kool-Aid? I'm sure it's still like, okay, but like it's not what it was. But anyway, because they took this company public and then sold it, 
and it seems like, you know, big name in the California wine country, I just decided I'll probably use about him. And I think I actually couched it um, with somebody else as well. Oh, no, actually. Oh, yeah. I put three people in here to, like, get an average for his net worth. So when Mondavi sold the business to what's called Constellation Brands, which, by the way, is a company I used to cover at my when I was a stock analyst. Neat. Um, the founding family, they sold it for $1.3 billion, Whoa. and the founding family pocketed $400, billion, or 400 million of that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which is how you know that they did a bad job. If you get $1.3 billion and you only wind up with $400 million, I mean, some of it you sell to investors and whatever, yeah. but like, it, it didn't, they had a lot yeah, of debt. Yeah, it's not a lot. A lot but of debt. $1.3 billion is a lot of money. Oh, and $400 yeah. million is a lot of money, too. Yeah, I would sure. take that sure, sure. on any day of the week. However. I'm saying, like, there's a big gap there. It was, like, some of that clearly went to some sort of debt collector of some kind. Yeah, yeah like. well, actually, so. Robert Mondavi, kind of a sad story. He was basically broke when he died, but because Aww. he gave, like, too much money to charity. Aww. Which is, like, a really nice thing, but kind of sad, but really nice. But kind he, like, sad. struggled to, like, pay the obligations that he had given to, like, he had promised to charities by the end of his life. Aww. You want to talk about, uh, read about the guy who found Domino's sometime if you want to f- uh, hear about charity being not so great. Wait, <laughs> oh, really? Like, really? Yeah, like... He he spent a lot of money building churches in South America that like weren't like good ideas for the people who live there. Oh boy! Mm. Like he, he had every good intention. It just like the people that he paid to do it just kind of like fucked it all up for him. Oh sure. So, yeah. Bummer. Yeah. <sighs> Anywho, so Robert Mondavi got seventy million out of that deal. His son, who was running at the time, got a hundred million. But I figured that's probably on the high end as well. So I averaged it out with one other guy, a guy named Paul Hobbs. I couldn't find his net worth, but he's another big winemaker in California. But he bought um, some acreage lately, at, recently at roughly six and a half million. Now I don't know if he bought it in cash or if he, you know, used debt or whatever. So I threw that in there as well, just to kind of bring the number to something seemingly reasonable. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I wound up between those three guys, the average and still high and I'm welcome to be pushed back if you guys think it should be higher or lower. It's all tied to these one numbers so I can change the numbers pretty easily. Okay. But about 88 million. Okay. For Dennis Quaid's net worth in that movie. But if I'm... you think that's too high, too low, I mean he bought up every bottle of the wine that they had at their wedding yeah. ever in existence. Yeah. Seems and he's like got like a, a live-in maid lady and yeah. a huge Driver. ass house. Driver. Yeah. And a, and a giant vineyard. I think that sounds reasonable. I'm on board with it. Oh, here's another question. If the kids set up this surprise date, how did they rent out that boat? Oh, they used a silly voice and wore a mustache. So they took payment afterwards? That's a bad <laughs> boat rental yeah. company. Oh, you collected <laughs> from my father. I mean me. At, uh... They Richie Rich this situation. Yep. They're like, Mr. Uh, Mr. McIntosh like... would like to... No, not, that's not Richie Rich. That's from Blackjack. Blank check, yeah. That was almost close. I almost got at by the internet. Well, it could have been like a, uh, like a Mariana that Dennis Quaid might have like a line of credit with or something. Uh, maybe. Was like, I think the real answer is they probably went through like the maid and she did yeah, it for them. She probably but did. That is a big risk. They like if, held a gun yeah. to that maid's head. I was about to say, if your employer does not like that after you've done it, you are F I R E D fired. She's like, 
I didn't understand her like relationship to the. I mean, obviously, did not grow up with a mater and any, and like I uh, uh, didn't understand her relationship to everything. I was like, but she's Dennis Quaid's girlfriend. Why is he getting married to this woman? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Why don't they get together? <laughs> yeah, she's the woman in the house who cooks and cleans. And, and, yeah. care and they the like children, like so. each other so much. Yeah. And like, yeah, and she's like basically a mom to the one girl. I was like, so why aren't they together? Yeah, just marry and this then be done. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> That's how the sound of music worked. Yeah, that's fair. So then I have a fun game I need to play with you, Liz. Why me? Um, because it's specific to you that I played with Megan to determine how much Natalie Richardson is with is worth. Natasha Richardson. Natasha, thank you. Natalie. Natalie Portman. Maybe her. I don't know. <laughs> Natasha, you're right. My bad. If I've said Natalie any other time during this podcast, which is very possible, my apologies. I didn't catch it. Okay. R.I.P. Natasha Richardson. Tell me whose name you know. Okay. Or if you know this name. Uh, Carolina Herrera. Yeah. Do you know what she does? She's a fashion designer. Okay. Ellie Saab. Yeah, also a fashion designer. Monica Leuli. <laughs> that sounds like you <laughs> You just had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> L-H-U-I-L-L-I-E. Uh, I, I think you butchered the pronunciation. Oh, I know I did. But I, I don't know that designer very well. Okay. I'm going to say no on that one then. Uh, well, you did better than Megan did, so I'm going to assume you're going to know Vera Wang. Oh, yeah. I, even I knew that one. And Oscar de la Renta? Yeah. Okay. My logic here was I found the net worth of a bunch of fashion designers, and Dennis Quaid's gold digger girlfriend recognizes her name in the hotel oh. as like, a, oh, you design gowns. I want you to design my wedding dress. So and I figure she has to be like rich and famous enough to be a... A De La Renta level. A okay. name. A, okay. oh, this is X person's line. Okay. So this is my, like, how to determine who gets included in the average of net worth. A uh, okay. quick story about pronunciations of designers' names. One time there was a lipstick that I really wanted to try that was by this brand uh, that I thought and said to a Sephora employee, hey, do you have this lipstick by Givenchy? And she oh. went... Givenchy, and I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever you say, can I just use my money? <laughs> yeah, I'm buying a product with money. Be nice to me. I just want to put this stupid dye on my mouth. <laughs> I want to leave here in peace. <laughs> oh, man, anyway, bro. so, you know, I'm, I'm hip to the designers. <laughs> <laughs> you learned so that this would never happen to you again. Yeah, now I know all of them. Well, thank you for treating me better than the uh, employee did Givenchy. to you. <laughs> I actually don't know how you would pronounce that name, like without looking at it. It's probably like a uh, Louie. Cthulhu, I think. Cthulhu? If you, uh, no. Uh, the Elder God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the thing fashion designers are worth a lot of money. Uh-huh. With her net worth averaged out between the four that you recognized, she's worth $194 million. Hey, Dennis Quaid is him. moving to London. <laughs> On one hand, yes. On the other hand, you can't move a vineyard, but you could probably move a design. I don't know, I don't know. That, how that works. I don't I know. I think at some point could. she could people like farm come. it out to other people. Yeah, like that's Vera true. Wang, like Vera Wang makes bed sheets now. I'm sure she doesn't have a personal yeah, hand in that. Yeah, she is by far yeah. the highest in net worth. I'm even considering pulling her out of this because like everybody else's is, is still high, but like Oscar De La Renta's is 26 million. Caroline Herrera is 130, Ellie Saab is 200, and then Vera Wangs is 420. Yeah, I mean, so maybe more take than her double out. The yeah. next Dump one. that and see what I it think, does. Because I think she's got like Oprah level of like product stuff. 
Okay. Like, Without her, it's 118 million, which okay. is still high. It's still pretty but high. We just caught yeah. 80 million off of it, and I think that feels a little better. To it me. does. Yeah, because she doesn't she's sell also, bed sheets. Yeah, and she's also like she's living in that nice three flat, but like, I don't know. You don't get the idea of ostentatious wealth from her, but no. maybe she's just very down to earth. It's possible. She seemed like a very nice lady. Yeah, Vera Wang's got like like regular people clothing. That was also just the clothing. aesthetic then too, though. That's mm. true. Yeah. Like and like shimmery lipstick. Like when Kanye uh, and Kim pretend to be poor, like Ugh. it's just like a choice, like an aesthetic it's a choice, choice that they make. Yeah. <laughs> Derelict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should do one about that movie sometime. I would love to do that. <laughs> Okay, so now we have basic. We're, we're Zoolander triangulating, oh. <laughs> yeah, because he does a fashion design yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. based on homeless. Yeah. <laughs> so he's making. He has eighty-eight million. Um, she has a hundred and eighteen. So then I did my divided by thirteen Kay. to figure out what their yearly income is, right? Because that's their okay. net worth, and we decided, okay, their net worth should be thirteen times their income at this point. So let's divide by thirteen to back into their income. Okay. okay. Assuming he so that assumes he makes about six point seven million a year. Sure. Mm-hmm. And she makes nine million a year. That sounds about right. I would think. Sure. We're. Hey. We're nobody. Guessing. Nobody can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> what was I say? Yeah. Nobody can tell me I'm right either. We're but we're playing sure. Calvin Ball out here, folks. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure. Vera Wang and uh, Robert Mondavi's family don't listen to this podcast. But if they do. Uh, email us at make if you're willing to tell us what you make per year. You know, if you're any person out there who's like willing to tell us what you make per year, yeah, just email yeah. us. Make believe money podcast at gmail.com. There you go. I have your butler email us. <laughs> um, so then I had to figure out what it costs to raise a kid because that's the other piece, right? It's yeah. okay, here's how much it costs. Here's how much you make. You're in charge of supporting this percentage of it. Is this a standard number? No, but there are a lot of things that... Es- there's a lot of, like, um, various either governmental or other organizations that go out and measure it. Okay. okay. Because it has a lot of say. impacts on our economy, right? If it's very expensive, people are less likely to have kids, which produce- reduces our workforce and our productivity. So, like, it's it's a big driving number for a lot of things. Population growth as well as a couple of other things. So, like, there's a lot of people who look at to, okay, well, population growth is a big number, what's determining that and there's various things education and incomes and all that but one of them is cost to raise a kid so they they estimate that wow yeah because it does sort of seem like uh, whatever number you're picking uh it's probably wrong oh (laughs) it's definitely well and they even said the one i picked even had like a range where they're like you can do it for this and low-income people do and then high-income people tends to be this number because they send them all these fancy camps and everything but like and here's the average so like well they they send them to fancy camps yeah so um, so, you want to guess from zero, I think it was through 17, the whole thing to raise one kid, middle income. Fuck. A million dollars? Yeah, that's probably where I was at. Oh, no, that's way too high. Way oh, high. okay. okay. It's, well. Yeah, good news. It's 233,160. Oh, it's like oh. a college education. We can do without, that. without <laughs> college education, to be Fuck. clear. That's zero to seventeen. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you want to add in college, that's that's a whole other thing. But so I found that for the U.S. at middle income, um, the high one was three seventy five, which probably was what I should use three seventy two. But I the only one I could find for the U.K. was two hundred thirty thousand pounds. So I figured I should kind of use both of those because it's more apples to apples. Sure. Because I also have to figure out what it costs to raise Annie, whichever one's in the U.K. Annie. Yeah. Is mostly in the UK. So we have 
$233,000. I hate saying the big numbers. Haley's in the UK. Hold on, I have the IMDb up, I can tell you. I, like, remember Haley the Haley Parker and Nick Parker. So, sh- Haley is in, Haley's in, in the U.S. Okay, then I guess right in the, the UK. first time. So I just remember the maid saying Annie a lot, yeah. and, like, yeah, Annie! That, you, oh, my God, you're Annie! Or yeah. whatever. Oh, and there's a butler on the other side. Yeah, because they fall in love. That's weird. That was, a, that's that was weird. like, a B storyline that did not need to be added, that some writer thought would be cute, and was like, we're doing it! it and then at the end, they were like, ooh, there's one scene where that makes any sense, and it kind of seems like they're psychopaths and, like, met and immediately got married, so let's Or maybe... it seems like, we're putting the servants together. <laughs> Look at them, they're so happy. Now we'll have more servants. <laughs> you guys can both stay in the guest room. Oh, there's only one? There's two of us. I guess you must be together uh, now. I'm... I'm gay. I don't. I don't want to <laughs> marry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, two hundred thirty-three hundred thousand dollars in the U.S. Two hundred thirty thousand pounds. Um. So, cost per month. So divide that by seventeen times twelve. Seventeen years and twelve months per year. Oh, okay. One thousand one hundred forty-five dollars in the U.S. per month. Per month reasonable rent for the for california and again remember this is going to come and go in waves like there'll be certain things you do for your kids that'll be 10 grand and then it'll be 200 i refuse so like just i like (laughs) you get the numbers are scaring people realize that like this is not like every month you're required to pay a thousand right they're when they're yeah when they're young you might have daycare that is a thousand a month and then when they go back to school it might drop down a ton it comes in bursts i don't know man (laughs) how can you plan I'm trying to make it feel better, and it's not making me feel better either. How did our parents raise us? Uh, Because things cost much less, and Uh, incomes were much higher. Oh, I see. Our generations. What's the word? Uh, That's the one. Boned? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then for the UK one, it would be $1,500, because it winds up almost exactly the same in pounds, but the pounds are worth more than the dollar. Yeah. So dollar to dollar, it'd be about $1,500 for the other kid. Okay. For the UK one. Okay. So now it's pretty simple. Dad makes 43% of that combined. So we added his 6.7 to her 9.1 for 15.9, rounding. Um, Total monthly income. He makes 43% of that. She makes 57% of that. So, assuming they net out, and they might not, she, uh, Natasha Richardson, would be paying Dennis Quaid $390 $390 a month. And he'd be like, throw that away. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in the shredder with the rest of those checks. That only lights three and nine-tenths of my cigars. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but he would be responsible for $1,127. She would be responsible for $1,517. It probably was a wash. You know what? I have a feeling that the law didn't get involved in this arrangement at all because I can't imagine a judge being like, yes, Definitely, this is the arrangement yeah. that will work. Obscure one whole child from... <laughs> the, my ruling is you may separate them, but you must never refer to them again. In <laughs> fact, I wish for you to forget you ever had a second daughter. Because yep. it's not like Dennis Quaid is like wistfully looking off into the distance and wishing that he still had his other daughter. Sorry, I'm... Ch- no, no, yes, that's fine. No, no, I'm, I'm also figuring out for the, <laughs> the other method, the uh, 18% method. Yeah, because it's like... Uh, neither of the parents seem to remember that they have children until they're in front of them. And really, it's the, like, nanny maid lady in the in the U.S. who's, like, the most jazzed yeah, about it she's all. she's like, nanny, hey, Dennis, 
Remember how you had another kid? Dennis? Uh, no, Dennis. No, the uh, yeah, you had, you did. You did have another kid. Yeah, no. Did I? No, yeah, there did was, I? here, let me, Didn't uh, I, like, uh, wasn't there, like, a Girl Scout cookie thing that I bought? <laughs> I don't think I had another kid. I can't think of another kid that I have. Na- hey. Name me one. Diane, do I have another kid? <laughs> Where's my accountant? How many deductions did I take vis-a-vis kids? Mm, nope, just one. <laughs> so I clearly didn't have another one. That would have gone a very different way if the parents were like, no, 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 no. We don't have another child. And we're like, no, no, clearly we're related. We did a DNA test. And they're like, mm-mm-mm. Yeah, in 98, they couldn't prove it. Now it'd be like, motherfucker, I did 23 and me. <laughs> Pull that person on Maury. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so for the 18% model, in this, in theory, they would both pay each other. Which is because so cool. it's 18% of the non-custodial parent. And they're both the non-custodial. Both yeah. is a non-custodial parent. Venmoing back and forth forever. Yes. So, six, almost $7 million a year, you would make uh, $565,000 a month. $9.1 million a year, you would make $760,000 a month. $760,000. Oh, they're individual incomes per month. Per okay. month. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. I was like, So $6.7 million he makes a year, so he makes okay. $565,000 a month. Damn. She makes nine point one million a year, so she makes seven hundred and sixty hundred thousand a month. I wonder God, if they would let me do their job for one month or two, <laughs> and then retire. And then retire. Yeah, <laughs> my buddy and AJ have talked about it. Four million after tax, and we're out of the game. Okay, all if I right. can make that in two months, I'm out. No matter what they need me to do. Eh, well, well, no matter what. There's a list. You have a list. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I go to jail and can't enjoy it, there's no point. So okay, I see. So it's got to be legal. Or at least not catchable. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably, let's be honest, every man is his price. Just not catchable is probably I feel enough. Like four million is kind of low for like anything, but like like anything, four million is low. But if you were going to talk like 400 million, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe anything. Yeah. I mean, there are things. <laughs> That's like, about the amount of money of that Liz would need to kill a man. <laughs> but anyway, if it's 18% net, the mother would wind up paying him almost $3,000 a year. Or a month, sorry. A month. A month. Yes, because he would be responsible, 18% of that income, he would be responsible for, um, oh, whoops, my bad. Hold on a second. Uh-oh. Changing math, changing, yeah, sorry, actually, she would be responsible for paying him $35,000 a month. A month, oh, $35,000 or 3500 35000 A month? Because 18% of his... 565 is 101,000. Whoa. 101,000. Yeah, 101,000. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. And 18% of her 760 is 136, 100,000. I should have been a fashion designer. Let's eat the rich. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like, sorry. I can't go I back feel like and I haven't been things. very clear on this one, and I apologize. But the point is, she would wind no, up. You've been, you've been clear. You've been very clear. Where you have numbers are dumb. I yeah, I don't like saying like, these big numbers. Yeah. We're about to do Iron Man spoilers for the next, or maybe two Ooh. from now. Boy, the numbers get big. I'm not looking forward to saying them. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but I'm excited about the actual topic. But anyway, she would wind up having to pay him $35,000 a month because she makes so much more and it's a flat. It's not like percentage of supporting the child is a flat 18% of her income. Wow. Whoa. How much he have to pay her? Nothing. Nothing. That's if they netted, netted it out. out. Oh, if you didn't net it out. out, she would pay him 136, uh, yeah, 136 
thousand dollars and he would pay her a hundred and one thousand dollars. If I were her, I would insist. <laughs> it's the principle. Of no, the thing. it's the principle of thing. You send me money and I'll send you money, but if you don't send me money, I ain't sending you shit. I don't care that I make more than you. Realistically, that is how the courts would do it because so they're stupid. courts. Come on, there's yeah. no way they were gonna look at this and say, "Why don't we just net it out?" They're gonna What's be like, the "No, no, no, way? cut the baby in half." Well, we won't get into this because I didn't want to get into this, but somebody <laughs> probably loses big time here on taxes. Oh, like depending on Ooh. who's taxed and who's taxed on the receipt. Receipt. Normally, you're not ta- like. I'd have to go back. I think it's uh, receiving child support is not taxable, but paying it is. I'd have to go back and look at it, but like that might be different in the UK. So there's a chance she either gets royally screwed or he gets royally screwed yeah, based royally. on how the tax laws work. She gets royally screwed. He gets presidentially screwed. Because it ain't. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for Make Blood. <laughs> <laughs> but that is all about all I have on this one. Oh, uh, any final thoughts about how dumb this movie is? I mean, like it's a I'm fun still... romp for children. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the movie, but. And this is the kind of movie that, like, other than the, like, kind of sketchy message it sends to kids of divorce, like, is, I feel better about letting a kid watch this unsupervised than I do about letting them watch Blank Check unsupervised. Oh, I mean, yeah. Agreed. Like, <laughs> I'm more upset about the message it sends to the twins that <laughs> it's, like, my parents, like, my parents have another one of me. They will be fine for getting me forever. Right. Yeah, we I are interchangeable count. as our parents yeah. are concerned, and I, I'm really just uh. an alternate. I didn't think about that because, like, when we were kids and we watched that movie, all of us were like, I bet we've got a secret twin in some other country. It's going to be so cool. We find them and, like, get together. I never no. thought about, like, that means you have a parent who didn't give a shit about <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it was just, like, split them and never talk to them again. Oh, fine. Well, I mean, I got one. I, got I, mean, one. I have That's a child. Plenty. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be a single parent. I don't want them to outnumber me. So, yeah, they never need to know about their other sibling. Man, that's a sad movie. Isn't it? And Lindsay Lohan's like... Hey, we like, make it dark. Weird we how that happens. I was going to be like, but at least Lindsay Lohan... Oh. <laughs> she didn't wind up in a good spot. No. And the British I, one probably did. Not the American one. Like the, Mar- the, Mar- the Olsen quadruplets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Wow, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. We got so dark. Um, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan, and I have one more thing oh. I want to do. So I have not cleared this with Damon and Liz, so we'll see if it makes it to the podcast. Uh-oh. I want more iTunes reviews, so I'm going to oh. bribe our listenership because oh, we always okay. ask for them. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to check our reviews the day before this episode comes out. Okay. And then okay. I'm going to check it again Th- at, like three weeks later, after the third from here comes out. Okay. So it'll be some combination of Parent Trap, American Gods, and Iron Man. I don't know the order. Spoilers. Sorry, kids, but here's the spoilers of what's coming out. Okay. The end of those three, I'm checking it again. Anybody who's put in a review, I'm going to put a random number generator on any, any reviews we've gotten between those two. Then I'm going to ask for that person to email us, whoever wins. So like if there's five reviews, I'll go one through five. Whoever wins, I'm going to say their, their iTunes name on here. Ask them to email us, and I will donate $50 to any charity they choose. Oh, that's uh-huh. so nice. All right. So that's my bribery. Distortion. So if you want you to, if you want $50, a chance of $50 being donated to your charity, review us between whenever this comes out and three weeks from now on iTunes. That's iTunes specifically, so nice. not in your podcatcher, though that would be great, but iTunes specifically. Aw, that's real nice. I know there's probably like legal mumbo jumbo that we should put in here at some point, but who cares? Uh, you're donating to charity. I'm donating to charity. Just be yeah. cool about be it. Be cool folks. about it, America. Um, 
so that said, find us on iTunes and leave us a review and yeah. a, and a rating because uh, money. Dan will Dan will donate money to your charity if you get picked, and that would be so nice. Um, uh, yeah, review us on your podcatcher of choice, but particularly iTunes because that helps people find us. And yeah. if you like our, I would podcast, consider in the future doing it on a different podcatcher. I don't know how to do that on any other than the one yeah, I use. So I feel like one day I'll figure that out. iTunes is the one that gets us the most yeah, like looks it does. because other podcatchers usually use iTunes as their source. Right. So if you're out there. Uh, and you're not an iTunes user, consider making an iTunes username to review some podcasts that you like because it definitely helps them. Um, particularly us, please. Uh, also, you can review us anywhere else. Tell three friends who don't know us about the show because uh, any little bit helps. Thanks, as always, to our composer, Charlie Miller, for her music uh, and to Lindsay Lohan for A Hard Life Lived. Um, <laughs> uh, catch us next time on Make Believe Money. <laughs> Thank you.